If you're looking for spoilers, you're in the right place hey! for the movie. Blow the man down. So just pay attention and give us some space. It's time for spoilers for Blow the Man Down. The following podcast, there be dragons you see hey! for the movie. Blow the man down. So continue with caution and listen to me. Here be some spoilers for Blow the Man Down. Spoilers! Way you have been warned. Here be some spoilers for Blow the Man Down. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Benjamin Button, along with your fucking host, Miguel Magusto. <laughs> How the fuck are you? I'm doing fucking great. <laughs> Can't believe We're this guy. We're still on Banshee's <laughs> of <Inishira. laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, you got a little cough, but we're going to try to power through this. It's going to be... Yeah, just, just a warning to everybody. Fun, hopefully, uh, yeah. I, I had a wicked fever. Uh, not for the cowbell, sadly, yeah. over the weekend. Uh, if you saw the movie review that we did on Thursday, um, I had a mask on, and, and then it turned into a fever, and now it's possibly turning into bronchitis, question mark? Bronchitis? <laughs> yeah, bronchitis is what I should have said. Like, Jesus oh Christ. Goodness. Yep. Um, but anyway, so I'm going to probably cough here and there, so sorry about that. Yeah. Um, but Mike... Should we talk about what we saw, I feel we like? We should talk about what we saw. I feel like you didn't see as much as I did, so you should yeah. go first. So because of the following that I had previously said, uh, I didn't get to see shit this week because mm-hmm. I was half of it I was dying. <laughs> um, but start of it, let's uh, let's hit it up. We got uh, Young Guns, which was a, a movie that I, I heard passively in, in like a conversation like a week or two ago. And then it popped up in front of me on Hulu, and I was like, I mean, I, I guess that's kind of a sign. I should probably watch that. Yeah. Uh, it's a little a little, uh, little Western oldie uh, with a bunch of names in it. Emilio Estevez, Kiefer uh, Sutherland, Charlie Sheen, good old Terry O'Quinn, Terrence Stamp, a bunch of other ones, too. But, um, yeah, this is, this is an 80s, 80s movie. Yeah. Uh with all those named people in 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 their in their teens. Uh 80s movies are different, man. People will go yeah. t- talk about like how great they were and then you mm. watch it and you're like, I don't I don't know if that was that good or not. Yeah, great is not the word I would use to describe 80s movies. Uh unique, sure. Uh yeah. interesting, sure. Uh but it was kind of the time when studios were trying to figure out when how they could capitalize the most so you got a lot of gratuitous nudity you got yep. a lot of uh 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 stupid plots where it's spectacle over plot so mm-hmm. um yeah i i for one think the 80s is the most overrated decade for both music movies everything uh presidents yeah i think the 80s are a desolate time mm. but uh um, so the, the movie itself was about, uh, just a, a pack of kids who's kind of like basically adopted by this one dude in mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, the old Western times and, and they're just like a bunch of brats who, whose families either like, 
you know, died or they're just they're just free roaming little rats. Mm-hmm. And he 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 tries to make them better. And then there's this group of dudes who who kill that said guy, the adopted mm-hmm. guy. And then now they're just a, a group of kids with no uh, father figure. And then they're trying to avenge the guy who adopted their like, yeah. Um, there's a really interesting concept within it because like one of the kids is uh, turns into the notorious Billy the Kid basically um, oh. through through their actions, but the character who who is Billy the Kid, oh my God, was he fucking annoying? And he he he's the reason the plot almost happened or basically happened. Uh, you know, besides obviously the the guy dying, but everything after he's the reason everything went the way it did, and yep. it was severely annoying. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that cool concept of like how like this this Billy the Kid was you know uh, notarized, I guess. Um, other than that, it was just very forgettable for me. Yeah. Um, so there's there's that. Um, and then we watch the menu, which there's a video review for that up on the YouTube. Yes. Uh, see what we thought about it. It was possibly delicious, possibly uh, spit into a can just for taste testing only. How was the mouthfeel um, on that one? Oh, God. I want to cough. Yeah. <coughs> um, so, <laughs> Mike, onward to you. What have you watched? Uh, I watched one, ten movies. Uh, Damn. First one I watched. This time of year is always when like I start watching a bunch of movies. Uh, it's that comfort weather to do so. Yeah. Uh, so the first one I watched is a British TV movie from the 1980s, actually, called Threads. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is quite possibly the most terrifying movie I've ever seen because it could actually happen. Uh, it's essentially a movie about uh, a nuclear holocaust and how uh, England, because of its alliance with uh, the U.S., gets bombed by Russia uh, with a nuclear warhead. And it's just kind of, mm. it's kind of like, um, for those who have seen Shin Godzilla, it's very much like Shin Godzilla, where it's like a procedural where like things happen. Uh, it's the government trying to get a hold of things and, and then also like how people are affected by it. Uh, it's kind of like documentary style, but not really. It's just it's more information than it is like specific scenes with things laid out. Um, mm-hmm. Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Uh, all I know is that I will s- stop trying to live if there's ever a nuclear holocaust where I am. Because uh, yeah. living sounds worse than dying at that point. Uh <laughs> But uh, yeah, who knows? We'll a, see. It's a concept that I've thought about a lot too. I'm like, yeah. do I really like even like a zombie one too? Like yeah. if that happened, it's like, do I really? What's the point? Do I have the energy for this? Like, yeah. If I can't see so, movies, what's the point? So, so let's say like I do survive, and then it still doesn't yeah. stop in the next two generations. But I'm yeah. just screwing the kids. I know. And that sounds for, weird out of context, guys. Yeah. I know for a fact that if there were a, uh, a a meteor about to hit the the world and everyone was going to die, I would not be one of these assholes who's trying to get to the spaceship or the underground bunker or whatever that they mm-hmm. only let rich people into. Because what's the fucking point? Why are you wasting your last time in in uh, in uh, traffic? Just enjoy your time that you have and accept your fate. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to survive. Because guess what? You're not that important. <laughs> 
no one's that important. Even the rich yeah. people who have the money to survive are not important. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's a cheery thing to think about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> then the next movie I watched was for the 1001 Movies You Must See Before You Die. I believe this is going to be the February edition. Uh, Andy Warhol's movie called Vinyl, which is an adaptation of A Clockwork Orange. Uh, of course, Andy Warhol being the famous artist who drew cans of soup in Marilyn Monroe and stuff. Uh, let's just say that artistic talent does not transcend mediums. Because this movie was ass. It was horrible. It was terrible. <laughs> it's uh, essentially one shot, uh, but like locked down. And it's it's a very narrow window. Like the guy can't move five feet to the left or the right. It's in someone's basement. It's It's horrible. It's horribly written, horribly acted. Everything about it is bad. The only thing that's impressive is I had no idea that they made hour-long reels, uh, film reels in the 60s, because it is one entire cut and not, like, it never cuts. I don't know how he did it, but it, it's that's the most impressive part, but that's probably not even that impressive. There's probably something easy to explain about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, don't watch vinyl. It's horrible. It's terrible. Why are we liking things just because famous people made them? That's what I want to know. Consider uh, avoided. <laughs> then you and I, you actually missed one. You and I watched Decision to Leave, uh, a Korean film. I did film. miss that. Yeah, Korean film uh, that we saw at the Bryn Mawr Film Institute. This was an, a, a neat little thriller uh, about a uh, police officer who kind of falls in love with one of the victims uh, that he doesn't... or. Uh, Sorry, one of the f- suspects of a murder case. And, uh, yeah, kind of a cool femme fatale type thing with a... Felt very old school, very Hitchcockian is what I, I told you on our way yeah. out. Very uh, creative, too. Very creative, without giving anything away. There's one part of it where, like, it could have been easily another way, and it didn't. It wasn't. It was very creative. So, yeah. Speaking mm-hmm. of Hitchcock, the next movie I watched was also for, for, for the 1001 Movies You Must See Before You Die, Frenzy. This was his first movie to not be censored by the Hayes Code. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the Hayes Code predated our current movie rating system here in the U.S. Uh, with rated G, PG, PG-13, R, X, etc. Or NC-17 now, there's no longer an X. Um, and so this was his first movie where, like, he could just make what he wanted within reason. Uh because he wasn't being censored. There was going to be a rating system instead. And that was interesting to see, but it also, uh, you could tell he didn't have any restraint because there's some gratuitous nudity that kind of feels tasteless in, uh, tasteless in it. Um, not that I'm surprised knowing Hitchcock and his ways, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's still a solid movie, but it's, it's uh, you know, for it's weird. He kind of... I feel like he did better under the Hayes Code. Um, mm. I don't know. It's hard to explain. When you work 40 years under the Hayes Code and then suddenly you're free reign to do anything, you're probably going to be excited and do things you probably shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Uh, then we watched the menu. Like you said, there is a uh, review for that on our YouTube channel. Then I saw Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio uh, stop motion animation. This was a one week release in theaters, and I saw that because movie theaters are great. Where'd you see it? Oaks. Ah. Yeah, I was surprised had, that it was at Oaks, but that yeah, was cool. I had no idea it was even out. Yeah, and uh, I thought about inviting you, but I think you had mentioned you were still feeling sick. 
Or yeah, is I when dying. I asked if you were, yeah, I think I think I thought you were dead or something. Yeah, um, I did not answer the phone almost at all this weekend. <laughs> but anyway, uh, this is the best adaptation of Pinocchio I've ever seen. I've seen quite a few. I've seen at least four, uh, and this is the best one. Uh, it takes place during Benito Mussolini's reign in Italy, uh, so it's a little different from the book, but it also feels the closest to the book. Uh, mm-hmm. It's hard to explain. You just have to see it. But everyone should check out Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio when it's out on uh, Netflix. Uh, or, you know, if you're listening to this in the past, see it in theaters. But you're not because that's not how time works. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, great movie. Then I watched Blow the Man Down. We'll get to that in just a second. Then I watched the Christmas Story sequel, A Christmas Story Christmas. Uh, about as dumb as you would think it would be, but it had as, as much heart as you think it would be. It was, it was a nice little... Uh, sequel that was 40 years later. Yeah. Uh, you know, no one really asked for this movie. It it didn't really feel like a cash grab, even though I'm sure it was. Um, so as far as like a cheesy Christmas movie could have gone, you know, I have no complaints. It is what it is. It was a fun watch. Uh, then I saw the movie She Said, which is, uh, of course, about the journalist who wrote the article that kind of started the Me Too movement in 2017. Um, so many movies are coming out, and I, I had no idea they were. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm. I'm <laughs> that's why I see a lot of movies because I'm trying to keep yeah. up. Uh, but yeah, this was this was a good movie. It was well acted and well written. But mm-hmm. and and I kind of like this for it. Uh, it's not very much of a spectacle, but I think they did that on purpose to avoid sensationalizing anything. Yeah. Uh, so they kept it very basic filmmaking, very basic. Uh, facts over you know expanding anything too much because uh, as as horrible as it is the Me Too movement is probably still very attacked by uh, uh, dumb people um, mm-hmm. and uh, which is a shame so they're probably trying to avoid that as much as possible so it felt very real uh, because of that it kind of was slow at parts but I also appreciate it for not being like. You know, it, I love Spotlight, but in that scene where Mark Ruffalo is like, "It's the whole system, man," I feel like that probably didn't yeah. happen. Uh, so it doesn't it doesn't sensationalize anything. So that was uh, really cool. But overall, it's a it's a decent movie, but nothing that's gonna like shock you. It probably will get some nominations uh, for acting and maybe writing, but beyond that, probably nothing. Then last night I watched Judge Dredd with Sylvester Stallone because uh, huh. I could. Yeah. Yeah, so it came and? in the yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, it's okay. It's uh, it's not good. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, the the like, one with uh, Carl Urban is fantastic. Leagues better. And I didn't think this was going to be that good. It is what it is. I I wish it was more. I don't know. I feel like it would have been better if he kept his helmet on. As stupid as that sounds, I, that's that was all Sly's decision. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, 100. percent I mean, I I like Sly, but he's definitely got an ego. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that does it for the movies I watched. Let's get into slow bro. down, partner. Ooh. I've got some bad news. Oh no. Mm-hmm. I, I actually almost forgot about this because I'm a dickhead, and then I quickly remembered while you were naming some movies. So yeah, we had another passing um, happen this week. Uh, I think it was actually yesterday. Um, but Jason David Frank uh, apparently uh, died from what they are assuming is suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was pretty big for a, a lot of kids at, le- at least for sure my age mm-hmm. um younger and older at least in like a 6 year span or so and me as well um it's 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 crazy to see cuz he 
at least by suicide is crazy because he was such he was so happy to be like a hero to everyone mm-hmm. like all the fans like he he seemed to live every day just to have someone come up and be like oh you're the you're the green ranger the white ranger and he's like yeah man that's me man and it's 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 crazy to uh see this pop up in the headline uh how he did it um yeah it just goes to show that you could never really um you know see inside the heads of every every person you know yeah, you don't know what everyone's going through mm-hmm yeah. So I mean this this was a huge one for me because growing up the uh, the Power Rangers movie and obviously the show mm-hmm. uh, was a big staple and my mom fucking hated it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she likes she likes uh, uh, all those stupid movies she made. Yeah, you watch. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it balances out. Yeah, um, but yeah, but this yeah is, this I, is... I had a giant. I had a a life size cut, cardboard cutout of the White Ranger, so mm-hmm. it definitely hit home for me as well. Um, dude was dude was badass man and yeah. he he changed a lot of kids kids lives and you know a lot of adults still love love it they know everything yeah. about the white ranger the green ranger all the other rangers and they mm-hmm. it's mostly because of this dude right here yeah so it's a it's a huge honor that he did that for uh for us and yeah we're going to honor him yes rest in peace rest in peace so with that, with, that being said. <laughs> with that being said, let's get into Blow the Man Down. Can you start over? I'm confused. It was confusing. But you had to do it right. Oh no. I lost control. With a brick. You said it was a harpoon. So what are we gonna do now? Should have just called the police. Hello. Priscilla Conley? You're a small skiff, right? Could get a little grody. A body wash up on the rocks. Enid's business is bringing shame to the town. I try to protect these girls, but I can't do everything. What did she mean by that? It used to be real bad around here. Get away from me! If it's not Enid's girls, then it's our own daughters. We wanted something better for you. By starting up. Go on, drink up. Drink up. A lot of people underestimate women. That's why they can get away with a lot. Mary Beth and Priscilla Connolly attempt to cover up a gruesome run-in with a dangerous man. To conceal their crime, the sisters must go deep into the criminal underbelly of their hometown, uncovering the town's darkest secrets. Yes, it is written and directed by Bridget Savage Cole and Danielle Crudy, uh, or Cruddy, pretty sure it's Crudy, uh, is starring, stand by, uh, Sophie Lowe, Morgan Saylor, esteemed character actress and fugitive from the law, Margot Martindale, uh, June Squibb, Marceline Hugo, uh, Annette O'Toole, Linda Sherry, uh, who else is in there? We got Eben Moss Bachrock and Will Britton. And yes, uh, this came up, of course, in Streaming Roulette. 
This was, I actually looked it up. I saw this on March 24th, 2020, so I was correct. It was one of the first movies that I watched in the pandemic, uh, Mm -hmm. which was another Mm -hmm. year where I watched 365 movies. Because what else was I going to do? And, uh, yeah, I don't really want to go into my thoughts too much. I kind of want to hear your thoughts right off the bat. Yeah. Before I, um, I kind of uh, plant a seed on you. I didn't know what to expect. I know, obviously, there's the synopsis and everything, but I was really just hoping for a lot of sea shantied semen, um, <laughs> and not in the way that I was really hoping. Uh, it turned out to be just a bunch of guys singing in a crazy, uh, uh, womanly cast of yeah. a criminal underbelly, which I thought uh, was, so, was like some sort of Boston Batman type shit because uh margot martindale's character was like the penguin and everything else <laughs> around her was was <laughs> was like her henchmen's in in cohorts it was it was it was wild yeah um but yeah this this movie it was interesting i'm it's it's nice to see a movie where kind of the 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 women are like the head honchos and the brains mm-hmm. um but I, I usually hate seeing when the guys around are just dimwits. But luckily, yeah. we had the the one one officer. Which, yeah, they're uh, not all dimwits. Cool. They're either yeah. just you know part of the system, uh, which mm-hmm. the one cop was, uh, or just kind of like completely doesn't care. Um, you know, indifferent to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it, it's not it's not like you know. You see a lot of commercials for uh, home products where the the man is very stupid, and that's because they're selling it to women, uh, yeah. which is sexist in itself, even if the man's being the dumbass. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. It's it's nice to see a movie where everyone's human and reacts like humans and not, not like cartoons. And then, like you said, the women are taking charge on both ends, uh, you know, c- kind of controlling the the good and bad of the seedy underbelly of of this fishing town in in New England, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I I uh, agree completely. But yeah, I mean, I for the most part, I I pretty much enjoyed it. I mean, especially that it was like a female uh, casted and yeah. uh, just led movie. It's almost um, as if they should make those more often. They should, <laughs> <laughs> and men should see them. Yes, but yeah, I, th- I thought it was good. Uh, I will say. It's, going to be not easy for me to talk about um, yeah it is it is a strange one to talk about it kind of just it kind of just flows in a way where not much is happening but there's so much going on <laughs> you know mm-hmm. uh if that even makes sense it's a lot of talking it's a um, lot of it's a lot in, of talking in a good way i don't mean that in a bad way uh but yeah of course we we follow these two sisters uh it starts on the the funeral for their mother so it kind of establishes what their world is like right away. Um, and you, bit by bit, you see this underbelly of the town because uh, one of the sisters uh, gets attacked by mm-hmm. a man who has blood and tarp and knives and stuff in his trunk. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of hair, too. A, a little bit of hair. So like she's trying to run away, and then he... Uh, you know, hunts her down. We're never fully given the complete feeling that he's going. To, I, 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 can't, I don't think so. At least that he's going to yeah, be violent. He's, he's kind of just following her. 
Yeah, and, and like obviously in her eyes, as a, as a young woman who's a little intoxicated, when she yeah. just saw blood and and shit, uh, obviously she's gonna think, "Oh, this guy's going to kill me." Yeah, so it does a really good job at like once that guy is dead, kind of for a little bit, making it be like maybe he, maybe that was like an animal or something, because you know it's a fish town. It's, it's also in the northeast where people do a lot of hunting. Uh, I mean, but there's also the hair, so it, it does a really good job at planting seeds of doubt on both sides uh, mm-hmm. for you. And uh, the the sisters, played by Sophie Lowe and Morgan Saylor, just have such a great chemistry together too. They they really do feel like sisters. You know, they're not overly loving. They're kind of they they bicker with one another. They're fighting, but there is that sense of love there, uh, and and they play that really well. And the way that this just slowly unravels and shows you a little bits of information at a time is like really well done. Um, and, uh, that's probably my favorite part of it is that it's not just like one problem and then you know what needs to happen. And then the rest of the movies that happening, it's just like piece by piece, putting the entire story together, uh, involving seeing how Margot Martindale's involved as the, the, uh, I don't know what you would call her the pimp, Kind of, I guess she she owns a, a bed and breakfast <laughs> yeah. in which sex workers go, um, and then you find out she's involved. So it does a really good job at just like slowly bringing everything out, and then mm-hmm. you know, while I'd say while, world building, but it's really kind of town building. Yeah, town building for sure, and it feels very claustrophobic in that sense. Like it, it never feels like any of the roads lead out of town. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody knows each other. Everybody, everybody knows each other. It, it, everybody uh, waves hello to each other. Yeah, it never feels like leaving town is an option, mm-hmm. uh, which is in, like an incredible thing to do in, in such a short amount of time. You know, um, it's never even it's it's brought even when it's brought up, you're like that's not an option. Like uh, the one sister, Mary Beth, played by Morgan Saylor, she's like, oh, I'm getting out of here, and and it never feels like a real option for them. Yeah, uh, which is a, a really cool effect for the whole story. Um, so yeah, it's got that whole claustrophobic small town feel uh, with these events that should be happening in a big city, but it's a small town, which makes it that more. Uh, vulnerable because everyone knows each other it's Mm -hmm. like you know the second that a body is turned up everyone knows who it is like there's not they don't even need to identify it because they know who it is but yeah it 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 does a great job with the the town building um especially when um obviously these these girls have uh no idea what the fuck is going on with the whole uh prostitution thing and then they find out that their just recently uh, deceased uh, mother was in in the whole cohort too, mm-hmm. um, and they, they find out that she was one of one of the uh, I guess I guess a group of, of women decided you know what these fishermen they're getting awfully rowdy and being pieces of shit we're gonna control these bastards with sex and yeah. then you know. Uh, so there's just a, a group of, of these women who, who started this whole thing. And I guess like 40 years later, maybe not 40, meh, whatever, roughly 40 years later, here we are. <laughs> um, yeah. And then so they find they find this out. And then it's it's nice to see the two sides of like which side some of the women are, are mm-hmm. on. And then 
uh, there's definitely a word. It's not pimp for her. Madam. It's just called madam, I guess. Madam. I guess I could The leader of a brothel. Yeah, madam. So, Um, so like, it's, 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 it was cool to see, like, the sides of the ones who were trying to get out and, you know, make a good life for their kids instead of, you know, sticking with how they grew up and, and survived because yeah. they, they don't have to do that anymore. And the one who's stuck in it and who wants to continue to do it and is, is forcing other uh, girls to go through it. Um, it was, it was pretty cool to see that aspect and, and kind of the, um, the, not the danger of it, but the, I don't know, the, the, the cost of it. It, it was like these girls, had something to lose Mm -hmm. so the madam held it over their heads and stuff like that and how i guess powerful you could even though she used paul mitchell (laughs) products gross how powerful she was in this small town holding you know shit over girls heads like this and obviously with a dead body lingering around how how she could easily do things to these girls and have have things done to them yeah so I mean, it, as far like as a, as a small town like movie, it, it it did have impact. Yeah, and it definitely the the uh, the, the other uh, older ladies who were once friends with Margot Martindale's ca- character, uh, they always talk about like they uh, doing what they had to do and everything, and now th- they they're all out of it. So you get this sense that like life used to be different in that town, and then mm-hmm. once they no longer how to do it. No, no longer had to do it. Everyone stopped except for Margot Martindale, who kind of got power hungry yeah. for it and and wanted the money and and that caused her to go through, you know, darker means with the the main uh, pro, uh, antagonist or the, not the antagonist, the MacGuffin, I guess, which is the the man that um, the one sister kills, Gorski, um, mm-hmm. using him as kind of like a, a heavy to to kill and and do her dirty work for her and everything. And it's, it's builds this like past that we never see, which I kind of wish we did, but like at the same time, it's kind of cool that we never see it. Um, where you could kind of surmise for yourself what went on there. You know, why, why were they in such a a bad place like 40 years ago that made them start this brothel or whatever and uh, get in on on this illegal doing. And then the whole thing culminates to this ending where, like, the girls are, like, sure that they're going to get caught at some point. And it just, you just hear the, like, all these women singing the same song, and it's kind of eerie. And you just see June Squibb rinsing out the cooler of the, mm-hmm. that they put the body in. And it's, it's, kind of like they were all in on it to clean up their own mess with uh, yeah. you know, Margo Martindale being dead now, now that we're talking about spoilers. Uh, they're, they're trying to put an end to everything, and that includes covering up the murder and saving the the, mm-hmm. the daughters of, of one of their friends who, uh, you know, was in it as well. And it's really just this, like, that is a, you know, we, we always joke about Yas Queen moments, where it, it's, it's sometimes it's a let's go girl moment. <laughs> yeah, yes, let's go go girl moment. Uh where it's like a lot of times they're like super forced and it's just like, oh yeah, let's give something for the girls to cheer about. Where this is just like, yo, that's kind of fucked up, but you go girl. 
Mm-hmm. That old <laughs> so, lady was looking at them, and I was like, damn, she's yeah. cold. <laughs> yeah, cold, just rinsing out in front of police, rinsing out, yeah. one of which is her grandson, rinsing out the cooler that a dead body was in. Like, that is that is the hardest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma fucks. It, it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I really like it. It's also got some comedic moments as well. Not as many as I remember the first time I watched it, but, uh, you know, it's it's a dark comedy for sure. And, uh, and of course, the interludes with the, the sea shanties yeah. just, just kind of added a nice layer of, uh, of uh, world or town building to it. I, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. My, it, it's it's funny that these girls were kind of just victim to circumstance in a way, and it led yeah. to like this whole plot of just crazy development. Um, I think the, the biggest nitpick I have about it is, of of course, it it obviously felt like a small town, but it really only felt like there was three properties of a town that we mm-hmm. got to saw and I or see. And I, I wish we saw more of it. Like, yeah. we, we only obviously saw uh, the girls and the prostitution thing. And then we only really ever saw the cops. And I wish there was more of, like, the town itself, yeah. like, around it. Um, but, I mean, yeah. even even that's, like, it's not that big of a deal, I guess. Yeah, I think that's a product of its budget, probably. Um, yeah. They didn't really have too much... They they could do with their budget. I I can't find any budget information here, but I'm sure it was low. Uh, yeah, I I agree. Uh, but it, that also kind of helped add to the uh, the claustrophobia of it. Well, like it, it does take away in some aspect. It also adds in in one another aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of like a give and take. I feel. Um, but yeah, I, I I kind of agree with that as well. Yeah, I don't know how much more I have to talk about. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else. Like, to talk it's a about. pretty, it's a really straightforward movie, and you yeah. know, there's there's a lot going on and not much at the same yeah. time. It's a nice modern noir uh, with with uh, you know, just being New England in general. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really enjoy it. I, I think it's uh, a hidden gem for sure, and more people should check it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that does it for a review, review for Blow the Man Down. That brings us to the judgment. As always, it needs to be unanimous unanimous decision whether or not it goes on the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. Uh, Glenn, hmm. odds or evens? Even. Even? Okay, that means I go first. Uh, oh. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> I get to decide first whether or not it goes on the KFR shelf. Uh, I really like this movie. I think it's a great film. I think it... it does uh, the town building really well. It, it kind of invites you into this town and will not let you leave and kind of makes you a little nervous throughout the majority of it uh, while also having a really good story and uh, really think more people should check this out. So I'm going to say, yes, it should go on the shelf. Put me in a tough spot here, I feel. Mm. I feel like I liked it. And I feel, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna give it points here. I'm going <laughs> to give it some... <laughs> what I was going to say was I feel like I liked it, but did I like it enough to put it on to yeah, the I shelf? Yeah, I gotcha. Um, so I, I was thinking about my own thoughts and then just didn't let everybody else know. I'm sorry I didn't <laughs> share with the class. Um, but I'm going to give it points here because it is a You Go Girl movie, uh, mm-hmm. and I don't think we have enough of those on the shelf. So I'm going to go ahead and, and put it on the shelf as well. More importantly, it's a You Go Girl movie that doesn't feel super forced. 
Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yes. So, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad to say that Blow the Man Down does go on the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. And that brings us to our assignment for next week. Uh, it is the final rotation of 2022 and as always we do well as always by that i mean the past two years we (laughs) have done a holiday spectacular where we pick holiday movie doesn't necessarily need to be christmas but needs to be wintry themed you know hanukkah uh uh kwanzaa if there is a kwanzaa movie uh other winter holidays you know those things the uh, ones that so, are out there. Yes, so we will be picking three holiday movies in the next three weeks. Of course, it is my turn first. And I have one that I oh. feel like the fact that it is wider streaming today, even though I checked yesterday, it expanded to Hulu today. That's a sign that I made the right choice, if you ask me. It, perfection is a thing. Yes. So, I'm, this is going to be a deep cut here. <laughs> in 2010... There was a Finnish movie that came out called Rare Exports. Rare Exports, a Christmas yes. tale. Mm-hmm. In the depths of the Corvatunturi, oh my god! In the depths of the Corvatunturi Mountains in Finland, <laughs> I'm assuming, 486 meters deep lies the closest ever guarded secret of Christmas. The time has come to dig it up. This Christmas, everyone will believe in Santa Claus. It's the most magical time of the year. When traditions are honored. And the youngest among us still believe in the spirit of the season. something else than just plain rocks and dirt. This mountain is like a giant ice box. For storing what? Drill deeper. Bear the dynamite. You have a grave to rob. Mingalaiset sulet tekee. Hyvä joo. Uh, so essentially this movie is about uh, Santa Claus being hidden away and then people dig him up and then uh, th- bad things happen. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's a uh, uh, Christmas horror movie, as we all like. Uh, it is directed by Yalmari Hellander. Hel- uh, it's written by y- Yalmari Hellander, Yuso Hellander, and Petri uh, Uh starring Yorma Tomila, Oni Tomila, Peter Jacobi and to, uh, Tommy Corpella, and that is going to be available on Hulu again. Uh, full disclosure, I have seen this. Full disclosure as well, I don't remember much of it, except for the end, and uh, vaguely that I liked it, but I don't know if it is good enough to be on the KFR shelf. And I've wanted to rewatch it. <laughs> We're going to find out yeah, together. Uh, fair warning as well, Santa Claus is really creepy in this. That is one thing I do remember. 
Oh, so, man, I'm excited. <laughs> yes. So that is going to be Rare Exports on Hulu. That is our assignment for next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we are Keystone underscore film underscore review. Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Keystone F- Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we watch a Finnish movie. I'm so sorry, Finland. I couldn't help it. Uh, what the fuck was that? Until we watch a Finnish movie called Rare Exports. <laughs> ho, 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 everybody. Goodbye. Christmas, you filthy animal. <laughs> <laughs>